Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church. Good to be here this morning. Amen. Wow. Sneaker Sunday. I think the Lord just snuck up on us. He's got good running shoes. Amen. So I, we'll explain a little bit more about this in a, in a minute. Welcome, everybody. Appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, got more shoes? I saw Jonah. These are Jonah's right here. And Jonah took his shoes off and he, he, he came up. That, that's such a tremendous act. Thank you. You know, we did this, we did this a couple of years ago and we're going to give you an opportunity to, to keep giving because we're going to uh, take these to an outreach that we're doing and, uh, and bless somebody's socks. Amen. Get it? Get it? This is as good as it gets, folks. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's so powerful because, you know, a lot of things we take for granted. I, you know, I think probably most of you have two or three or more pairs of shoes. Unless you're my wife, she's got 103 pairs of shoes. And, um, but it, but going into summer, so if you got like, you could bring uh, flip-flops, sandals, but I just want them to be in top-notch condition or go buy some new ones. That's what I, I did. I, I went and bought some new ones. Um, you don't really want to wear my shoes after I've had them. I got a fungus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Um. But anyway, so a friend, of, I want to tell you this story. A friend of mine a few years ago had taken his, uh, his, little, his little girl who was about five or six at the time uh, downtown Chicago for an evening. And, uh, you know, and they were, it was like a daddy-daughter thing. And uh, he's a good guy, really good heart, uh, businessman. Um, and they, they were, they'd went to a, he took his daughter to a, restaurant and they were walking back to get uh, back to the parking garage and everything and and they walked by a guy that uh, that was homeless and this was in winter it was cold there was snow on the sidewalks and the guy didn't have any shoes on and the little girl started to cry and She looked up at her dad, and, and she said, Daddy, well, why doesn't he have any shoes on? And he, he's trying to explain to this little girl that he was, the guy, that he was homeless, he was poor, and uh, he didn't have any shoes. And she just, you know, f- tears just running down her cheeks, and he's like in a dilemma because he's like, man, I can't let my girl, like, walk away like this and so they as they doubled back a little bit went back to where the guy was and uh you know he's a he's a he's not a poor guy yet yana had a pair of italian leather shoes that were worth over three hundred dollars winter they were heading back to the car and uh, he took his shoes off Gave this guy his Italian leather shoes, if you can picture that. 
But the, he, what he did, you see, what he did was set something in this little girl's heart. Now this little girl is a young woman. And, um, you know, and, and this, is, this is why we do outreaches, and this is why we... This is why we go out into the community and, you know, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to come to church, but if this is it, if this is all there is, then we, we fall way short. So, and I know this was spur of the moment to, you know, I mean, I wish I was, I, I wish I had it all together. I had it all together once and then I forgot where I put it. <laughs> I mean, it's serious. I mean, today was today was sneaker Sunday because uh, I just we were last Sunday. I was watching Paul in his running shoes, and this thing was on my mind. Like you know, because I'm going to ask you today. I'm going to ask you this question today: Is will you run with me? That's really what I wanted. Uh, Sorry. Mm. Um, I love this church. I, I love you guys. That's why, you know, I'm like, you know, I, 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 I don't know every time God, like, so yesterday I'm just like, put the, I put out the thing, the post, like, wear your sneakers. And not even an hour later, the, the Lord's, Talk, talks to me, you know, and like, and just prompted me. That's what I mean. I mean, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but, but God does talk to me, you know, and I felt him tell me like, have people bring shoes. And I'm like, Lord, it's Saturday, you know, and he, you know, and he just said, do it. And I said, okay. And it, and then this, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, the reason I'm asking you to run with me is because where I'm, where I'm running is, uh, is to try to make a difference. I'm really not interested in building a, 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 a big church or a monument or a building or, a, or something, you know, in my name. Uh, I, wanna, I want people's lives to be impacted I'm going after God. I'm going after the presence of God. I know for some of you, this kind of worship this morning might be a little awkward. Because believe me, there was a day, you know, where all we did was we go through the program. We knew what we did. We went to the next thing and then the next thing. And yeah, we did our thing. And, and then we went home. But I'm tired of, I'm tired of that doing my thing. And I've, I've opened it up. And it's, it gets awkward sometimes because you don't know where to go. You don't even know what to do. You don't know whether to be quiet or, or, or shout. You don't know whether to laugh or cry. And many times, you know, people go, well, I just, why don't they just move on? Well, listen, I was in a, I just reminded me as I was over there and we were just in the presence of God and I could just sense this thing being released in us this morning and like, boom, it was there. And, and I remember uh, it reminded me of a service I was in years ago where uh, where we were in a wor we were worshiping God and we just forgot what we were, we forgot that we were supposed to just do the set and move on, and we just got caught up in the presence of God, and in this particular service was a was a lady named Jeannie, 
And Jeannie, uh, I don't know, I don't, uh, Terry could tell you what the disease that she had is. It, 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 she had a degenerative muscular disease. She, when, she, when we first met her, she was, she was fine. And all of a sudden, things started going wrong. Her muscles started deteriorating. And then she's walking into church. I mean, and she was a young lady. She wasn't old. This was a young lady who all of a sudden's walking in with a cane. Next thing, she's walking in on a walker. And she just continually, the de degeneration. And the next thing, she's coming to church in a wheelchair. And her husband would wheel her in. We were in a worship service, and, and it was like this. It was like, it was like the presence of God. And, and we all just got lost and wrecked in it, you know, and, 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 you know, and nobody laid hands on her. Nobody, nobody prophesied over her. Nobody... Nobody did anything but enter in, you know, because I'm going to tell you, when, you're, when God shows up, you just need to step in. I don't know what you're waiting for, but if you're holding back, it's because the enemy's trying to cheat you out of something because generally the only difference between getting the miracle and leaving the same way you came is whether or not you're just going to step in. In the glory cloud, you just got to step in. You just have to step in, and when you step in, God will meet you there, and when God meets you there, it, your life can be changed in a moment, things that you've struggled with. Some of you brought things this morning in with you, and God was here, and he showed up for your moment, and all you needed to do was step in. Now, whether you did or not, that's up to you, and whether you did or not, you'll face him for it, because he'll say, I, I was there. Where were you? Anyway, we were worshiping him. I mean, it was just intense. It was the presence of God. It got the place fell quiet. It fell. It fell like I mean, a holy, a holy hush is how I would describe it. Fell over the entire room. And I'm talking. There was 400 people in this in this room, and we were just worshiping God, just worshiping God. And then a, a holy hush fell over the room, and all of a sudden, Jeannie let out a shout. And Jeannie stood up out of the wheelchair. And Jeannie didn't hobble. She didn't, she didn't, she stood up, healed instantly in the name of Jesus. Completely made whole. Every weakness, everything left her body. And she and she left that building completely changed because of the presence of God. It wasn't a sideshow. It wasn't, you know, nobody could take credit for that because you knew it was a God thing. Nobody did any theatrics. It was none of the, none of the TV thing. It was just God showing up and showing out. And that's what we're looking for in this place and in this city. And when we do these things, we're just looking for God to show up and show out. And, and all you have to do is step in. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. you you don't need a word. Let me give you the word that if you need a word, step in. Oh my God, help me, Jesus. She walked out of that place completely healed. I mean, completely, totally healed. Doctors were baffled. Doctor said, we, there's no explanation. This never happens. This is a miracle. I'm telling you. And it changed everything because, you know, once, once God starts showing up like that, you don't have to, 
you don't have to put that stuff on Facebook or anything. People just start coming because they go, hey, I hear God's in the house. I hear God's doing things. And that church grew from 400 to 800, not because of some Madison Avenue advertising, marketing promo. It was because God was in the house. I want you to run with me. I'm asking you to run with me. Run with me into the prayer room. Run with me into the outreaches. Run with me into Wednesday night when we we pull together to to do and and sit together as the family of God of how how we can be more effective in, in outreach. Our goal isn't to create some more activities. Our goal is to open our hearts and say, God, use me, change me, do something in me, God, and make me a witness. So when we do things, because we're doing, we're, we're going, we're, we've got things that God is operating and moving and ministering to people, and we need, we, you believe me, you've got to have the touch of God on your life. Tuesday nights, teams are going into the streets to, to clubs and places that ordinary Christians don't even get around, and, and Friday nights, Bible studies, and Sunday nights, Kimbrough, and, and places that, where, that people just need the love of God. And you can't go in, you just can't go in without being clothed in God. Just listen to me, I, 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 I've tried this, I've tried, I've tried people, you know, people look at you and you know, they go, why do you do, why do you do that? Why do you do, I've been doing Westville for, for, for uh, almost 20 years now. 12 years I was at Lake County Jail. I've given out hundreds of those Gideon Bibles. That's why I bring them in here, because I know how effective and what a blessing those Bibles have given. They would give them to me, and I would give them out for years, hundreds and hundreds of those Bibles. The men love those little Bibles that they could, they could put in their pocket and carry with them. I saw lives changed in my time there and outreach there. I was pastor and then too, and I would go in pr- to Lake County Jail and preach five services on, sun- on Saturdays and then turn around and come back on Sundays and do my church thing. Pastor Mike, why would you do that? Because, because that's how you run this race. Whatever God puts in front of you, you just take it and you run with it. You see, God's put some things and opportunities and things. If you were here Thursday night, you saw how God has positioned us to be a a, a part of what God is doing in this city. And that we are bringing churches together and bringing pastors together. We're hosting a a, a breakfast here uh, this month for pastors. To bring pastors together, not with an agenda so we can give them something else to do, but so we can covenant together and see how God can make a difference in this city by just simply uniting and coming together in Jesus' name. God has positioned us to do some things and reach some people and go some places. We're not the only one doing it, but we're... We have been given a specific assignment, and with the help of God, I'm going to run and fulfill the assignment that God has given me. I need to know, are you going to run with me? Are you going to run with me? I know some of you aren't in running shape. Yesterday was the Indianapolis Mini Marathon. We were around the table yesterday at the prayer meeting praying for our city kids. By the way, if you're not running in any kind of thing, there's another thing you could run with. Our city kids 
our ministry to, to children. You know, I know some people go, oh, you know, it's good to have that. But it's good to have people connected to it and serving in it. And many times people are doing double duty because, because there are people who won't run with them. Pastor Mike, are you mad? No, I'm not mad, but I'm tired of, of people sitting on their butts. Yeah, Pastor Mike, I'd serve, but. Yeah, I'd love to do that, but. You know, I did that once, but. Get off your butt. And I get in a lot of trouble for that. Anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> Running. <laughs> the end of that, so I told him at the table, see people, people, they look at me and they go, oh, man. Yeah, well, I ran the Indianapolis Mini Marathon, 13.1 miles. Yes, I was younger. Yes, I was a lot lighter. When I set out to run the marathon, I was 55 pounds overweight. I had a, a, a brother in my church. He, he, said, uh, he said, Pastor Mike, how about we, we train for this? And it was like eight, eight months before the race. And he said, because uh, we had been talking, you know, like, like we do, you know, like, man, I need to get in shape. And, and then he threw the gauntlet down and said, well, why don't you quit talking about it? Let's do it. He said, I'll see you Saturday. We're going to go run. I didn't, even, I didn't even own a, a pair of running shoes. I went to like the local Kmart or whatever. I bought a, I bought a pair of running shoes. And uh, that Saturday, we went out and, and I told him, I said, now, you know, it's, it's been a while, so you have to be patient with me. I don't know that I can run a, a couple of miles. He said, I, it's okay. I don't think I'm in good shape either. And he was in a lot better shape, a lot lighter than I was, but, but he, he hadn't really been running either. So after two blocks, we had to stop and rest. Oh, I ain't hardly kidding. And walked a couple blocks and then ran a couple blocks. And, and, I, and, I, and if, see, if it wasn't for him, I would have quit. But he looked at me and he said, come on, Pastor Mike, you can do this. And here I am, 55 pounds overweight, couldn't even run two blocks. And we, I gutted out a mile. And I, and, and it, you know, and I said, and, and on the way out, you know, he said, uh, he, he, I go to him, I go, are we going to run tomorrow? And he looked at me and smiled. He said, if you can walk. <laughs> he was right. The next day I woke up, I was so sore. I was so stiff. I, 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 that was on a Saturday. I had to get up and preach on that Sunday. I'm up there preaching like this. And the Bible says, oh, oh. And we did that every day for eight months. Finally got to where I could run a mile. And then I ran two miles. And then I ran three miles. I'm losing, dropping weight. Dropping weight, starting to eat right. I was only going to Chi-Chi's once a day instead of twice a day. <laughs> That's the truth, too. I cut back on, 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 on my fried foods and, 
I just started doing this, some little thing, but it was that running. It was that running that kept me motivated because I knew if, if I put that in my mouth, that, that, that thing right there equal to, to the calories it would take to run a mile and a half if you ate that. And I'd say, yeah, I think I could do without that. And, and you see, it, it, you, just, you just start running. And when you start running, you see, if it, nothing else, it shows you, it may not show you what to do, but it shows you what not to do. Because you got a goal. I got this goal. I want to run this mini marathon. I want to run it, and, and I'm shedding weight. And by the time that eight months, let me just tell you too, in the middle of that, I started running with these cheap Kmart shoes, and I got the worst case of shins. I didn't even know what shin splits was because I'd never run like that before. When I played sports and stuff, I never was a runner. I was a football player. I was a baseball player. Now I'm running, and I'm, I've got the worst case of shin splints in my life. I didn't know why. I just said, and I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, see, it's a sign. You shouldn't even be doing this. And I went, to a, I went to a running store where they actually sold good shoes, and the guy said, the reason you got shin splints is because you're running with cheap shoes. And he says, you buy these shoes, and I guarantee you, your shin splints will leave, and you won't ever have that problem again. And I bought my first pair of Asics and paid like $60 for them, which... At that time was a huge, it was like a that's like $150 now. But my shin splints went away and I kept running. I kept ran through the pain. Because I kept going. See, people want to say that there's no suffering in this. Let me tell you, when you serve God, you're gonna suffer. That's why the one of the fruit of the Spirit is long suffering. Because you gotta suffer long through some things. And if you want to get and ever do something and make a difference, you gotta be willing to pay the price and stay at it. Because anybody can flash in the pan and then disappear. But to do it week in, week out, to pray every morning, to come and, and present yourself to God, to, to come to church, you know, every Sunday and say, Here I am, what can you what can I do? And, and to serve. There's a pain involved in that. But when you set a goal and you decide, I'm going to run, he, 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 the Bible says, let us run with patience. You just keep persevering. You keep pushing. There were times I thought, there's no way, there's no way I'll ever get to this. And the time kept getting closer. The weight kept coming off. At the end, I'd lost 55 pounds. 55 pounds. All my clothes were falling off of me. One of the families in the church felt sorry. Back in those days, we wore suits. We preached in suits. Oh, man, I had some great suits. None of them fit me anymore. Not a family felt sorry for me, and they took me and bought me a brand new suit. And I went from having like 10 suits to one because it was the only one that fit me. But I was so proud that those suits were falling off me. I gave them away to one of my fat friends. Am I awful or what? I, dude, there were some nice suits in there, shark skin suits, and I was a preacher. Back then, you, you I, I, I had a perm going too. Yeah, I had the whole, I had the, you know, I had a mullet, party in the back. Come on, busy in the front, party in the back. Yeah, that's just where I was. I, I looked like I looked like the quintessential evangelist, TV evangelist. On top of that, 
dude. And but I was getting slim. I was trim. I was fit. I was feeling good. I was I was getting tight. I was running every day. Thirty-five miles a week we were logging. Just getting ready, and then we went into the week, uh, a couple weeks, maybe two weeks before, and I ran an eight miles, and then one day we ran a ten mile uh, run just to see if because I never did run thirteen until the day of the race, and in that race you start in downtown Indianapolis. I don't know how it is now, but you, they have a course that you run for thirteen miles, and you finish at the Indianapolis five hundred right on the track. And I remember, I remember too, how, how hard it was those last few miles that I just had to gut out. Those last few miles that I had to run on pure desire because after the 10th mile, my body started aching. My legs, I couldn't even feel my legs anymore. And yet I thought, I've trained all this long. I've went this whole way and I'm not going to quit Terry busted me out yesterday because, see, I was in a Pentecostal organization that didn't believe that people should wear shorts. And so in my, in my unwillingness to be rebellious, I wore jogging pants. It was 85 degrees that day. It was unseasonably hot. And when you got onto the track, it must have been like 100 degrees coming off of that track. I, I was soaked and saturated, weak and hurting, and, and yet I was this close and, and this close, and it was like, i got to keep going. I can't stop. I've done all of this. And you see, that's how I feel about my life right now, folks. I've been, I've been running for a long time, but I feel like God has done something in me to, to give me this last leg to, and give me a dream. God's actually, he has showed up and, 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 I, and I've said, God, whatever it is, I'll do it. Whatever you want, I'm for it. I'm in it. And then God just turned the table on me and, and he sat down with me and he said, okay, Mike, if you'll let me drive, we're going to go places you never go before. And I just saw myself getting in that passenger seat and then he stopped and he looked over at me and he said, so Mike, where do you want to go? No, Lord, wherever you want to go. No, no, Mike. Where do you want to go? And I thought about all that I've longed for in a church. How I've longed for a church that would actually get over itself and not be enamored with itself and, and get a heart for the lost and a heart for Jesus and get so captured and fascinated with Jesus. You don't care what anybody else thinks. And you see, that's how I feel about it. I don't care what you think of me. I don't really care what you think of where I'm going because I have seen the king. My eyes have seen the Lord. I have seen and heard his voice. And I'm on the last leg of this race. And my only goal is to finish and to finish strong. Will you run with me? Will you run with me? That means you got to get up off of yourself. There's times it requires sacrifice. When you want to do something else, it's time to go run. Whew, got all quiet now. I gave you the rat sandwich, didn't I? Yeah, Pastor Mike, I was with you to the sacrifice thing. But see, that's how this covenant thing works. You know, this whole thing's built around covenant. You see, God's covenant with us is that even when Jesus didn't feel like it, he kept going toward the cross. Even when it didn't feel good, Jesus kept going 
toward the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, how think about how he felt just after the trial and how hurt and wounded he was, but that was just the beginning. Then they would take him and physically abuse him and rip the skin off his back with the cat of nine tails as they gave him 39 stripes and every stripe ripped a little more flesh off his back. How did that feel? It's worse than a case of shin splints, I can tell you that. But he kept leaning into it, leaning into it. The covenant is that he gave his all and he kept giving and kept giving and kept giving. But see, that's the way a covenant is. That's the way how covenant works. Covenant means you show up when you don't even feel like it. See, that's why we get married. Because after 43 years of being in a covenant relationship with this precious, beautiful woman on the front row, that's you. After, there's been many times where we felt like giving up. There have been times in this covenant relationship where it felt like it wasn't working. It wasn't working out so good. We felt like throwing in the towel. But see, when you make a covenant, then you consecrate yourself to each other. That's how God did to us, and that's how he wants us to do toward him. And he uses marriage as the illustration of it. Ephesians 5 says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. See, marriage is a living illustration of the church. God's love for the church. And here's, here's, here's the God's love for the church, that he gave himself for it. In, other, in one translation says that he died for it. Can I tell you this, when, 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 you, when, when marriage is right, and this is especially for you men, now listen to me men, if you want your life to be blessed and you want to walk in the favor and the promise of God, then you're going to have to walk towards your wife the way Christ does to the church and you've got to be willing to die. Remember all this stuff when you got married, all the pomp and all the circumstance around you getting married and all the ceremonial stuff and all that we, we, you tried to do. Don't you know the preacher was trying to warn you when he said, hey, all right, you got to commit to this till death do you part. And you're like, oh. in sickness, huh? and in health, uh, for richer, huh? For poor, He's trying to tell you something. The marriage is going to have some tough times. You're not always going to get your way. And if you've got to have your way, you're not going to be a very good spouse. And you can throw your little hissy and throw your fit on the floor. And you can demand your way. But when you demand your way, you're going to get your way, but you're going to lose your life. So Jesus said, if you want to find your life, then lose it. And so here's the thing. Marriage is a death march to a life camp. Because if you want to come out of this, somebody's got to die. The only way we could come into salvation is somebody had to die. The only way this life is going to be blessed is somebody's got to die. 
And so Jesus is showing us the whole secret to all of this is, is in running with him, is that he died for us. Now he says, you be willing to lay your life down one for another. Remember what the Bible says? Greater love than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. You know what's going on in the church today? We're willing to lay down our friends to save our own life. Pastor Mike, that's, that's hard. But it's true. That's why the world doesn't pay us much mind because they know love when they see it. And they're just waiting for a, a real demonstration of what is real love. They're looking for a real demonstration of what is church. You know why the world is sick and, is sick and tired of church? Because they haven't really seen the real thing yet. That's why people give up on church. You know why some of y'all are ready to give up on your marriage? Because you've never seen a real marriage yet. Well, it just gets quiet in here. These rat sandwiches don't come with mayonnaise or mustard either. But I'm asking you, will you run with me? So if you run with me, that means you've got to get your act together. Because if you got issues in your marriage, we're going to deal with it. If you got issues with addictions, we're going to deal with it. If you got issues with hidden sin, we're going to deal with it. Not because I'm against you, it's because I want you to walk in complete and total freedom and be everything that God wants you to be. And sin's coming to lie, rob, kill, destroy, rip you off, and set you aside and cause you to lose your purpose, lose your destiny, lose your way. Because all sin promises to please and fulfill, but all it does is deceive and enslave. So if you're going to run with me, then you got to run with me. Yeah, I know some Pastor Mike. I'm going to go to that church where they don't talk about that stuff. Sure, go over there and die. Hide. See how that works for you. How, how does that work for people? I'm not impressed with people's gifts. I'm not, I'm not interested in what you can do for me. This isn't, this isn't something that I'm going to reward you with something. We're running after Jesus. Man, if Jesus isn't enough for you, I'm going to tell you right up front, you are in the wrong place. I know this is, I, I didn't plan any of this. I actually have a message. But you're getting this message. Because I'm asking you to run with me. Know ye not that he that runs, runs to win. I'm running to win. I think any, any race is worth, is worth it. And so, you know, here I was. The final 
mile of this 13.1 miles. And my friend, who probably could have ran off and, and left me, because he was, he was in much better shape than I was, especially after all the training. I was in decent shape. He was in great shape. And Richard just kept running right beside me. And he kept saying, I'm saying, Richard, I don't know if I can do this. Richard, I'm hurting. I've never felt hurt like this because I've never ran like this. And he looked at me. He said, come on, Mike. Come on, you can do this. See, you can try this alone. I, I, I've tried to do a lot of things alone. It doesn't work so good. Because if one's alone when he falls, who shall help him up? Hello? If, 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 if two are better than one, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. Are you with me? Are you going to run with me? That's what I want to know. Because then and, then, and then in the process of this, what happens is as you run and, and all, the, you know, there's what they call the, the rush. I forget there's a term for it when you, you all of a sudden you, you get this like, yeah, but it's a name, there's another name. Tina, you know what it is? It's, it's the second win. Oh, that's good enough. It's your adrenaline kicks in and all of a sudden you, you just, you find something you didn't even know was in you. It's a rush. And you, you, you know, and listen, this is the thing that if you, if, you, if you run and you really run all out for God, this is where God releases himself into you. Where it's no longer you, but it's him. It's, it's not just your creativity, it's his creativity. It's not just your run, it's his run. It's where the father comes up beside you and says, come on, we're going to finish this. And he grabs a hold of you and he, and he carries you, so to speak, across the finish line. You see, that might, that might be how it, be, it, it will be for me. You know that God has to, he has to carry me across. But I want to promise you something, I'm not quitting. And it gets heavy sometimes. The, 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 race gets, the, the race gets long. The race gets hard. And you're, 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 you're gone. Your strength is gone. And there's, listen, I was going to cross that finish line one way or another if I had to crawl across it. Will you run with me? That's the question. Will you run with me? I know there's a lot of excuses you could make. There's a lot of things you can say. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reasons you could say. Well, why? What difference does it make? Who am I? What, what, what could I possibly make? So, I, I, I'm going to show you a video. And in this video, I want you to watch this. And it's about, it's a powerful video. And it's about how precious. You are to God, and I'm not even going to say anymore. I'll, I'll just, can you roll that? Yeah. Praise God. He, 
you are his masterpiece. And see, a lot, of, a lot of times the problem with that is you don't know it. And the good that God's tried to do, you, you, he's been hindered because you keep ripping the brush out of his hand. I'm asking you to run to me because what we're going to do is we're going to go put brushes back in people's hands. I love this church. I love y'all. I just want you to run with me. Are you running? Will you run? Will you get your running shoes on? If you're out of shape, we'll get you in shape. Best way is start in prayer. Start in prayer. Get praying. Nothing's going to happen apart from prayer. Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.